everybody, and welcome to this episode of Turkish TV Time. Today we're talking about Atiye season three, episode eight, which is not only the series, well, not only the season finale, but also the series finale. And boy, do we have a lot of hot takes for you today. Um, I started drinking early for this podcast because I just, I, I can't with this episode. It was so <laughs> infuriating. <laughs> <laughs> so this should be a fun podcast any uh off the top thoughts you guys want to share before we get into our discussion just like how dare they, how dare <laughs> they make all these episodes of this only to end with this episode i'm mm-hmm. so insulted mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah pretty insulting yeah. um but i i I already knew like a few episodes back that this was you, just going to be really bad. You knew, you knew two seasons back. Yeah, you knew it was a pilot. <laughs> yeah, you were like with, you know, with the best of intentions, they've set out on this sci-fi journey and they're not going to be able to reach True. the bar they've set. And you were right. Yeah, when, when I think about all, all, all of these like different timelines and like all these things that they set up, it's just too confusing to try to understand how in the end that's resolved but we will we will get to that <laughs> yeah i've i've not i've i had tea somewhat recently today but i should have also um imbibed like you are sammy that was, yeah. a, that was a great call it makes yeah. it more bearable <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm having an apple trying not to be loud while we record this podcast <laughs> so we shall see if i'm successful yes so now, Sophia is going to take us through the very few and very infuriating things that happened to wrap up this three-season mystery show. <laughs> okay. Good luck, so... Sophia. <laughs> oh, and also, sorry, before we start, I do want to shout out Sophia for being correct on the Melek was in the baptism flashback. I was just editing the episode today and realized that Sophia had called it and both of us were like, really and she was right so (laughs) props to her thank you thank you for that um it did seem that she was going to um well that that was going to be a thing so that makes sense as to why she tattooed that symbol on herself um but we can get into that in the gossip Mm. (laughs) section So the episode begins with like picking up the pieces from Ozan's death. So Aden's there and she's like looking at the stream of blood and she's just like, you know, it seems like she just made the decision to like, like fuck everything. I'm just going to destroy this world because it's worthless kind of because her dad is dead now or like this fatherly figure in her life. Um. And in the meantime, John's just like in the background, like being John's honestly just like making faces. Um, and then has like all these happy flashbacks with Ozan of her like playing on the beach and like, I don't know, like whatever, just like Jay chilling. And then we have this really dramatic song in English, which is curious. Um, so in this whole turmoil, um, Ozan is, I mean, Erhan is looking for Aden. Uh, and Ati is looking for Aden as well. And she goes into that room where Aden was having like her meditation. And she also has all these flashbacks about like different points in her different, it seems like in the different timelines, right? Like different things that happened to her in different timelines, um, like from her being in the um, insane asylum and all this stuff. Um, and then Erhan is also like tending to Jansu, who's like clearly extremely in shock. And they're like running everywhere trying to find Aden. And Aden just like walked to the street and got into the car with Melek. And Melek gives her this like talk about how like, you know, I don't even know, like the world is crappy and like we just need to destroy it because if not, it'll destroy us. Um, it's kind of the feeling that I got from that conversation. And she seems like super you know, into it, I guess is, I don't even know what the right word is. And she has like a weird timer on her cell phone. I don't know if they show that here at the start, but they eventually show that she has like this timeline in her phone. 
And so per usual, most of this episode is spent on useless conversations, literally like just like conversations that should have been had like seasons ago um, or that were completely unnecessary. Um, Cause then like Jansu has a flashback to all her moments with Erhan. It seems like, like she met him at a cafe and then he proposed to her when she straightened her hair. So She's this like, part was um, Atie like rubbing it in, I guess, and showing Jansu all like the different possible realities where she meet cutes with Ozan. Oh. And she was like, don't be sad. You're in another yeah. life. You guys will be together. Yeah, because there was that one point where she was like and in some like timelines or in some possibilities you won't even meet at all and then it's like them seeing each other on the street but like oh. we'll never cross paths again so it's just like the multiverse like sammy was oh. saying yeah i did not catch that but honestly i have to be really honest i watched this episode with very low expectations <laughs> and a very disperse attention span <laughs> Just because I was like, we do it for you, dear listeners. Yes. We're so dedicated. We're we so would have quit at the beginning of this season <laughs> if not for you. Yeah. <laughs> Depending on us for this summary. <laughs> so then we have our friend Umut, which I have to say, I really like her outfits. I like want her clothes. And then she's telling them about this woman who came in and wrote her initials on the tree. And last episode, they found out that Melek is alive. So it seems like Melek wrote her initials on the tree. And now they're trying to, they're kind of like catching up to the fact that Melek is the perpetrator. Yeah. So basically Melek is like talking about how they took everything from her and like her life was shitty, uh, like in her dreams and aspirations. And spoiler alert, it's all because she was this like Umut's sister, but she wasn't like in the protectors or whatever they're called. I think it is the protectors um but her sister was so like everyone was waiting for her sister to be born and like christened and like her sister was a favorite and she was like 12 years old or whatever and she was not a protector and she didn't have the circly tattoo thing so basically the mom's like you know chill like whatever it's not a big deal and she's like well i mean obviously she's like 10 years old and has a baby sister and she's way older um so obviously she feels jealous would be normal and then the mom like touches her chest and it's weird like she tells her about everyone has a dark spot in your heart and that she needs to find her light and then it once she finds her light she'll have the mark so I'm guessing like she has she's a bad person so that's why she can't be a protector or something which is that's a crappy thing to tell a 10 year old yes yeah and um, I also thought that she was probably adopted because she wasn't born with the mark. I thought she, she not, I thought that, I thought that too, but I think I, I rewatched that scene and I think that she is biologically part yeah. of the family, just is so corrupt that she didn't get the birthmark. <laughs> okay. And then she like fully acts on her corruptness. <laughs> yeah. And so wait, I'm eating my apple. <laughs> So she's having this whole conversation with Aden about like not fitting in and, you know, life being crappy, whatever. Um, and then Umut and Erhan, and they have a conversation about how the stars are going to align with Sirius and it's going to be like this th- big event at Gobekli Tepe that's like never happened in the past 7,000 years or something. Classic random crap. Um, which, okay. I'm not even going to say it, but like what the, like in what universe is that kiss also part of this story anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So we just have this whole scene with dead Ozan and John Sue like freaking out. So she goes and hugs him while he's dead. And she has this like flashback scene where like he, they're like lying down together in a, in like a field. Um, And he like, I, I don't know if that means that she it's died. Not, I don't know. It's not a flashback. She's just imagining them like, oh. being together because she's wearing the same outfit she had on while like yeah. sitting by her, his dead body. So. I initially yeah. thought she had like ported herself to an alternate universe, but I, yeah, yeah. I think it was just, it was her just, not, it was just, yeah, it was unnecessary imagined okay. re- reunion. 
Then again, these showrunners are spending 80% of the episode on non-related plot events. Wonderful. Anyway, <laughs> I'm very angry at this episode. <laughs> um, so then Melek like stops in the middle of nowhere, it seems. And she's like, it's the time. Fine. Whatever. <laughs> Creepy villain um, phrase. Um, and Aden is just like following her. And then Erhan and Jansu or Erhan and Atiyah are like, okay, we need to rescue our daughter. Like we need to convince her to not bring forth the apocalypse. Um, but basically this also means that I guess this is also the scene where, At- where Atiyah like kills her apparently, or like could be, I don't know. Cause they did mention killing her previously. Um, so then Melek is like, it's a time to reveal our souls. And then Sirius appears in the sky. And we have the two columns that like appeared out of the blue in the previous episode. And she has a timer on her phone. So she tells that then like, okay, now the world is yours. Like you purge us of our sins, she says, um, which is, I mean, crazy. And she's like, she's Jesus apparently in this metaphor. I don't know. It's quite or bizarre. apparently Horace, even though that yeah, like, she's Horace. Like, there's nothing there. Yeah. Except for a floating eye. Very, very bad special effect I may <laughs> add is coming soon. Yeah, that was real bad. Um, so then it becomes night, and all around these columns there are these like candles or like small fires that I don't know who they're they light, light themselves. Yeah. They they light themselves through magic, Sophia. Interesting. Um, and so Aden is like already like ready to do everything. And Melik's like, sorry, I'm going to kill y'all because like this needs to happen and you're not involved. And she's like, yeah, the world needs to be freed of its burdens, whatever. And Erhan's like, well, you're going to die, Erhan. Hey, Melik. And she's like, well, I'm one of the chosen people to go and colonize a new world. Um, and Erhan's like, well, you're just a tool. Like, I'm sure you're not going to go on to the next life. And he like basically says that he, he like tells her that she's not, she was never a part of Umut's family. Um, and, you know, like, um, you know, tells her like really crappy stuff that from what we know from the show, like clearly hit very close to home. Um, and so she's just like freaking out and saying that she like never gave up and like she's really fought for this and all this stuff and she's just like well we we get another flashback to the massacre where she like poisons everyone's drinks and she basically kills everyone (laughs) um in this um elaborate banquet and i don't even know how old she is she's like pretty young isn't she Probably like 12 or 13. She, I mean, she's like not tiny. She looks like she's preteen at the youngest. She's probably mm-hmm. like a teenager. Um, and so she has all of the protectors, I guess, drink this tea, it seems. And it's like a, some kind of um, short, like, okay. drink. Yeah. And so they all start to die. Like, even, I think even her mother like they show her dying which is really shitty like how much of a shitty person can you be um and she's like yeah they brought it up they brought it upon themselves because they like rejected me whatever and so everyone's dead and she draws the mark on herself which we know she does in the future she like tattoos the mark on herself and she goes she steals the tablet from the family tree and she just like walks over their dead bodies, like not giving a shit. And then her mom grabs her on the leg and is like, you know, I don't even know what she says, but Melek. I don't think she says anything. She's like barely alive. She yeah. Just grabs her. Yeah. So yeah, she says that being a hero is like killing anyone in your way. Um, and then there's baby Umut. And she just like leaves her, I guess and leaves with the tablet that was missing from the tree and Ati is like how could you do that like what the hell 
And she's like, well, they were super arrogant and they didn't want me to be with them. So like I killed them. And Ati is like, it's not too late for you, whatever. And so then like Erhan struggles with her and the gun and Atiya runs to talk to Aden. And she like tries, well, she, she doesn't even try to convince her to stop it. Well, she, she does, but then she's like, I'll support you and whatever you'll do. Um, and she's like telling her that they can heal, that like the darkness can recede basically. And then the whole earth is like rumbling. It seems like she does decide to destroy the world, I guess, because there's this, all this light coming out of everywhere. And then there's the eye of Horus, it seems again, shining. Um, and a lot of special effects later, we see Atie. She opens something. I don't even know what. And then, oh, and she gets this vision of all the people, all the hooded people with the like star suits like that she had in the past. So like, I guess it's a clear connection to this being like those flashbacks that um, Aden used to always have. And like now is her time to basically kill her. And she has the dagger in her hand um, and she's going to kill her. And then she, she can't bring herself to do it. Like she basically cannot, like she freaks out and she says like, I'll, I'll do whatever you, you want. And then all those, like the meteors start, start falling and Melek's like, I don't care if I die, like whatever, who cares? And that she's going to return to her purest form because um, this world like needs to be wiped clean and all these crazy meteors are like falling everywhere. I don't even know why Erhan keeps struggling with her still. And so Aden's like, you know, basically made some sort of decision and Ati is like hugging her and telling her that she's here for her. And... God, I don't even remember what happens in this part. But Melek, like, seemingly dies. I don't yeah, know how. Yeah, Erhan and her, like, struggling over the gun. And then she falls down a cliff and smushes her head. And she's dead. On a okay. rock. I was really hoping a meteor would get her. That would have, like, saved, <laughs> saved most of the episode for me if she had gotten hit by a really bad meteor special <laughs> effect. But it didn't happen. And then Erhan is, like, running away from these meteors. And in the meantime, Ati is like telling him to give her a chance and all this stuff. And um, she's telling him to stop like running. Um, and he's like telling her that they're united and whatever, that they're like, you know, that whole conversation there was last episode of like the two elements that need to be together, or whatever, um, like woman and man, water and fire, whatever. Um, so he like keeps watching, walking together and they're like talking about how they can't exist without each other um, and that they need to remember each other. And I don't even know, like the world ends or doesn't end. Um, <laughs> no, it doesn't. Wait, wait. No, they it doesn't end. Up, so then yeah, Aden like wakes up. From the altar of yeah. fire, yeah. She, she wakes up and they walk away from everything that's going on. Um, and she like looks back, uh, oh, to grab her dad's hand. She finally like recognizes Erhan as her father and they like happily it was very touching. walk to this waterfall where they're dancing. I don't think they walk to that waterfall. I think that's like <laughs> some other reality or a different time. It's like not connected to the, them leaving the altar of fire. I think and it's their future. A, yeah. A beautiful flashback where Aden is kissing her parents and there's a balloon, a, a blue balloon. Yeah, that, that continues to be the same like, waterfall <laughs> sequence. That's like a different time. And then she has like these weird different flashbacks to her previous life. Um, and I don't even know what in the world this ending is. Um, yeah, clearly but- not. <laughs> <laughs> I have no I, I don't even know what else to say to be honest there's a leaf that's clearly been being held by like a nylon <laughs> that was so funny yeah I, I was like is, I, I I gave the benefit of the doubt that it was maybe like a cobweb but I think you're right that it was we could just see this the thread that it was <laughs> during production oh god that was so bad I wrote um Atier dances in a giant wife caftan 
waterfall yeah. to end the show. That was my note. <laughs> oh, and, and Adhan was wearing like a puffy pirate shirt. He was wearing a pirate yeah. shirt. That was fun. That was so fun. Oh, I don't know where there's a laugh or cry. And then she so ended by asking, so who are you? Wait, what, like, what the fuck? <laughs> the end. <laughs> So, so bad. Okay, so now we are going to not hold our takes in any longer and move on into the gossip slash banter slash spilling the non-existent tea section. Where would you all like to start the rants? I think I have no words for how <laughs> badly the, the time of this episode was used. I know. Yeah, I think that's the crux of it is that they literally still did not explain who Medic is working for. We just have to believe that there is some unknown evil supernatural entity or collection of people or collection of aliens or whatever like literally us saying the aliens as a joke in season one is just as valid in the last episode because we don't know (laughs) who's behind this yeah that's true that's true why do we only have one big bad who is very mortal like she literally rolled down a hill and hit her head on a rock and was dead like why don't we have like i'm just like flabbergasted that they didn't that no one thought, oh, we should try to explain this. We have three entire seasons of show. It's just like, holy shit. And, and they also had the whole Adam and Eve shit that they inserted. Yeah. Very randomly. And like, why are Erhan and Atia like the chosen ones? Yeah, especially Adhan. Especially Adhan. Because like, his family had like, nothing special going for nothing. them. Whatsoever. He didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. He was literally dancing to avoid meteors falling on him in the last like <laughs> few minutes of his screen time. Like he almost got hit by space rocks. <laughs> That's how useless he was. <laughs> oh my god! I actually this is like the first time I've ever done this. I actually checked the timestamp when the like ATA logo came up because I was like, literally nothing has happened. It's just been like silence. Yeah like the camera watching Aden watch dead Ozan and it was five minutes of like a 35 minute finale like yeah it was crazy yeah and like she I thought she maybe she like resurrect him or some shit like I didn't actually think that would happen because the show wouldn't do anything like that insane with this little time left um because they barely advanced the plot in the last three or four episodes um but I don't know, part of me was like, oh, maybe she's like filling up his chest. Maybe he's going to come back to life. And then no, he just like continued to bleed. And then we had the ridiculous John Sue like imagined uh, meadow cuddling scene. Oh, God. That was. <laughs> we don't care. We do not care about this relationship. He kidnapped <laughs> a child. He was terrible in the other seasons. We do not care. Please explain who is pulling medic's puppet strings <laughs> that's all we want to know <laughs> and you well, didn't explain it <laughs> i was also thinking like okay if they're gonna spend this much time on ozan like why does it make the thing like atia has to use her powers to bring ozan in from another dimension and then that's gonna like save aden because she'll like see her dad and be happy and save john but no he's just no. dead yeah and aden decided to save the world instead of destroying it because her parents were hugging nearby and not paying attention yeah. to her yeah exactly and she like got up and she was like smiling her she was smiling smile. and I was like what the fuck girl you just like rained meteors on the earth <laughs> yeah also it's like nobody like I don't know like I guess we don't yeah there's like not enough time to show like anything that happened on planet earth as a result of the meteor shower. <laughs> yeah do I you guys assume. think it was just in the desert or was it like all over earth the destruction for plot reasons probably only that one geographic point but like only there they didn't look very destructive either they just kind of like plopped and then there was like a little bit of fire and then that was it but it's not even in Gobekli Tepe like I'm very confused because like Gobekli Tepe was a huge plot point for like two seasons or they they are at Gobekli Tepe though that's where they like they drove to to Gobekli Tepe yeah mid-episode 
Yeah, because in this timeline, it hadn't been like uh, excavated or whatever. But okay, the fine. but they were still at the ruins that had emerged from the ground in yeah. Arden. But they were no. they had driven to no, Tepe. I thought those ruins were those ruins were in Gobekli Tepe. I think. Yeah, those ruins were in Gobekli Tepe. They, they didn't clarify. They didn't clarify like during that episode. They didn't sh- like say where it was. Oh, it just showed, I thought like, they were watching shepherd. it happen. But okay, yeah, no, 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 yeah. No, no, if no. It they was... never saw it. Yeah. Okay, okay, they they had no gotcha. awareness of that. Yeah, because also one thing that they did well in in terms of like believability and timing in the episode was when Medic picked up Adan in Marden in the middle of the road. Mm-hmm. The countdown clock was showing like two hours, 59 minutes. And then when they got to the altar in Gobekatepe, there was like 18 minutes left. Mm. So, and it was nighttime. Time had passed. Yeah. So it so actually they, yeah. felt like time had passed. Yeah. 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 So that was like the one thing they tried to make make sense. And then everything else was just incredibly lazy. The ending was like, yeah. I mean, like, I, I know, I know at the, last time, we got together we talked about how we thought the show would end and we all agreed it would be something like this like mm-hmm. no one would no one good would die like you know medic would die but like all the yeah. main characters would live happily ever after uh atia wouldn't have to sacrifice other etc so like we knew this would happen but mm-hmm. it's just like how lazy like they didn't even try and i, I just so and like medic's gone but like is this whole evil organization that's been around for mm-hmm. multiple timelines gonna give up now like seriously well also <laughs> this organization in season two cared about overpopulation and wanted to reduce the population and in season three wanted to murder everybody so that everyone becomes like a bodiless soul yeah transcended yeah, through yeah their spirit or something some shit like that uh, oh another thing <laughs> was um umut mentioned something about the stars like realigning in the exact correct way every mm. 1700 years so like why is the flashback sequence at the altar like from probably five to ten thousand years ago like nice. like paleolithic af there Good should one. be like there should be like a medieval atia <laughs> altar <laughs> sequence not a not a neolithic one so that made no sense um also, does everyone look the same in that family every 1,700 years? Not the daughter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not for plot reasons, for appearance changes. Yes. Um, so, I, yeah, I mean, of course, it's, like, silly for me to, like, dwell on that point. But, like, if you're going to, if in the last episode you're going to throw in some convenient um, astronomical explanation, at least, like, pick a different number of years. Like, you've been so lazy up until this point. Like, why are you just, like, blatantly getting this wrong <laughs> at the last second um oh yeah that was annoying too it was so bad honestly like the episode was just offensive to be honest like it there's was. no other yeah yeah we expected better of netflix of all of these very good actors i mean i wonder what they were thinking <laughs> thank god we're oh my god it. i mean that poor actress like <laughs> dancing around in her white thing like yeah. lifting it up and then letting it fall lifting so it up where did <laughs> they get that balloon who blew up that balloon that's by littering, the water by the way <laughs> yeah yeah that's not good for the ocean no or the forests for any geography in which it ends up <laughs> also where did she get that blade of obsidian just like dude yeah, that's literally what i was thinking oh my god it's dragon glass <laughs> yeah just happens what <laughs> <laughs> I guess it was there from last time. Oh, I, if only Adam had gotten hit by a meteor during his speech, that would have been so funny. He would have just gotten barbecued while being like fire and water. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that would have been hilarious. Yeah, the fact that they gave Erhan like the world-saving speech at the end. The most underwhelming world saving speech. Oh that was probably like, oh my god, if I like make this stop, will you stop that? Like, <laughs> like what, do have, what do I have to do to get you to stop talking? <laughs> I would have gone the meteor route, Aden, not the not the uh, creepy smiling route that you chose. <laughs> my god, the fucking smile, so creepy. If I if I see that girl in like any TV dramas in the future, I'm gonna be shook because she's so creepy. <laughs> <looking>. <laughs> 
Plus, like, she had no speaking lines here, so I don't really know how anyone would recruit her for a show. (laughs) She does say, like, Papa. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That was very moving. And I thought Ozon was gonna, I thought she was, like, using her powers to get Ozon back. And I was like, yay! And then, no, she's fucking air hot. I know. But it wouldn't have made sense for her to bring Ozon back anyway. I feel like. Yeah, I I mean, their powers are, like, just useless like they never do anything that is good so that was the funniest part of the episode for me was when John Sue's like so sad and Ati is like oh don't be sad look at all these other lives you've had together that you aren't having now because he's dead ha ha I was like how is that supposed to make her not sad showing her all their cute meetings then I can't. I, I really can't. Yeah. Also, like she's not gonna like to your point, Sammy, like Johnson's in Johnson in those other timelines is not gonna remember. I'm also not clear on how like Johnson in this timeline is so up to speed. Like did Atia just explain everything to all of them? Well, in this timeline, it feels like everyone's up to speed on it. Right, right. So that's what I'm wondering is like, were they innately born somehow in this timeline like all of them with knowledge of the other timelines or i feel like atia and Anon sat them down but we never got to hear about that right much less see it no we don't know and we don't know what happens to john so i guess she just spends the rest of her life just like sitting there observing Ozan's Ozan body. <laughs> literally like how could they spend so much time on that honestly like there's so many other issues to resolve I know. And then what about Umut? She's like so important to this season, even though nobody gives a shit about her. And then she like runs up and she's like, oh, she left her initials on the tree. And then that's it. And why did that matter at all anyway? It didn't matter at all. It didn't matter. Like Honestly, it feels like, you know, when you're, this happened to me actually on the AP chemistry test, but like when you're (laughs) in a test and like, you know, there's like 10 minutes left Uh and you have so many questions left blank and you're like, what do I do? Mm -hmm. And you just like half ass answer some of the questions. (laughs) You're just too too overwhelmed to care. That's how the screenwriters approach this for sure. Oh my God. That's so bad. Like really, it just feels like very insulting for the people who've invested in these characters that this is what they gave us. Like, they, and, yeah, and they didn't have to do this. They had, the season was paced so fast in the first three episodes. Remember we were like, or at least I was like, I wonder how they're going to fill the rest of this time. And they very well could have given us a whole backstory on, you know, whoever's behind Medic. We could have had a whole episode for that, but instead they had this stupid, like, Ozan Jansu, like, romance plot, like, going, eating up at least 20 minutes of every episode, all this other shit. Yeah, like you said, it was, it, it was not only insulting, but it was also, like, it wasn't even, like, Game of Thrones where they were kind of, like, oh, God, every episode is so expensive to make. We can't, we can't deal with this anymore. Um, like, maybe the channel pressured them or something. Here, they had, like, the full financial backing of Netflix. They had eight whole episodes, and five episodes where they could have done more this season and then they just like chose not to like, i would have all. rather they give me just like one ep- like season three could have been one episode it could have been yeah. a movie like the episode you wrap everything up i don't care but like the eight episodes of bullshit like the wandering in the yeah. desert episode that where nothing happened unbelievable yeah Why? i think honestly the only logical explanation to me is that they probably told them they were going to get another season and then like Two episodes before the end, they they found out that that was no, but but I don't know. But after season two came out, and I don't know when they filmed season three, but after season two came out, it was known that season three, it was renewed for a third and final season. Like that, that was known. Uh, And season two came out at twenty, early twenty twenty, something like that. So mid twenty twenty, I think maybe, Um, because I think the first season came out December two thousand nineteen. And then June-ish 2020 is when season two came out. At that point, it was known. It had been re- renewed for a third and final season. So okay, I think they knew and they just didn't give a shit. Because it could have been the pandemic also. I don't know. But if, if it was already known, then there's no excuse. Sorry, yeah, the, the The pandemic, because like all they, they had multiple scenes with like, obviously every scene had like several people. So it wasn't like, oh, we're going to shoot everyone individually because of mm-hmm. pandemic precautions. Like they, it seems like they totally proceeded 
filming this as usual. So they could have, you know, like like we said, explained some of the backstories that we didn't get. Also the like random eye of Horus floating over Aden, like, okay, we've disproven last episode that the eye of Horus has anything to do with destroying the world because that's bullshit. Yeah. We've had so many mythological references in this show. The fact that they decided to pick a completely different one from everything we've been doing and plop it in in the last two episodes. And it didn't do anything. It just looked dumb. It looks, it was just like, yeah, at the end of the day, all they got was a really bad special effect, which I'm sure they thought was the bomb. (laughs) That's the weird part. Like we've had so many like Christian references and then we've had so many like ancient mythology, Gobekli Tepe references. And and like all the different mother goddesses that they've referenced. And in the end, they decide to just use a male god from egypt that has not that's yeah. a god of healing like, and pharaohs like what does that have to do with this yeah like at least stick to mesopotamia like why like why have we gone to ancient egypt i think we said this last time too it's just yeah it's completely random yeah they could have used shamaran like what it yeah. doesn't yeah Ugh. Ugh. also yeah like the apocalypse is a very well developed concept in christian and islamic theology too like you don't need you did not need the equate the apocalypse to something ancient egyptian for like at the last second it'd be one thing if that did not exist in in the abrahamic religions and even if that had been the case then you need to deviate from the abrahamic religions earlier there's no excuse for doing this with one and a half episodes to go i completely agree also i'm just imagining in my head that aden killed like five billion people with these meteors yeah if that was worldwide (laughs) yeah oh my god (laughs) like where's aden's arrest for yeah crimes against humanity (laughs) um and atie like doesn't do shit per usual like literally has nothing to do with aden's decision making I, i think she said the word for possibility in turkish like i think she said that like 30 times and I was like I swear to god she says this one more time I'm turning the show off with what I turned to my mom and said like, if I hear this word, one more time <laughs> you don't just cons- you don't just like end the apocalypse by promising your daughter there's another possibility so like shut the hell up <laughs> uh, okay here is here is a question that the show doesn't deserve from an analytical standpoint but I'm gonna ask it anyway okay why did they, why did Atia or anybody, similar to like why Atia cared so deeply about the baby, babies not being born in the one timeline when she knows there was like a bajillion timelines mm-hmm. happening at the same time? Similar to the, that vein of why did she care? The apocalypse for me is another why did she care? Because like, doesn't their death just result in them, their consciousness being like awakened or activated in another timeline? I mean, Again, the show like has developed the basics so um, insufficiently that it's not, there's never going to be an answer to that question. But I'm just like, I can't even believe that. I can't even believe the amount of effort and, and caring they put into resolving some of these plot crises, the characters, I mean, because it seems like the whole, sh- the show's whole setup is that nothing actually matters because there's another you happening right. times a billion i mean that's what she told john sue to yeah. reassure her right so like why do we care about anything why why are you trying i don't know it's like the if your destiny is already written what's the point in yeah struggling it's like that's like calvinism or something like that yeah uh, yeah what is that pre yeah i know we're talking about yeah like pre- i remember class um also a major theme of fantasy but much better explained than in this show yeah yes yeah i i agree as it doesn't make any sense um ata uh you were right about calvin by the way oh he's yay the, he's the destination yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, that always seemed like just standing out of five on the AP Rotas. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? 
Oh yeah. So, so Atia is like very caring. That's her whole shtick, but then she doesn't give a, she doesn't care that Aden is like maybe killing billions of people in the, like it, it, what? Yeah. She's like, I'll stand by you no matter what you decide. Aden's like, what? (laughs) 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 Like Atia, you are literally, you've literally found yourself in that stupid, um age-old time travel question where like if you could strangle baby hitler would yeah. you like like you were you were like baby apocalypse bringer is in front of you bringing yes. the apocalypse just do it <laughs> yeah <laughs> i had to stop being friends with a girl in high school because somebody posed her that question and she was like i don't know that's really hard and i was like fuck what? you <laughs> <laughs> uh also, um, fuck anyone who asked that. Like, why, yeah. what, are you, what are you trying to gain from having this debate with anyone? You're probably going to be an asshole plays devil's advocate. So just go For away. sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't... For me, the highlight of the episode was Adhan, like, skirting meteors. I thought that was so funny. Like, I mean, just, they like, both... barely avoiding them. Both of them, like, flinched really hard every time a fake meteor hit. It was really funny. <laughs> yeah. That made it not at all worthwhile, but I still laughed at that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another highlight for you, Sammy, would be not seeing set up except for briefly during the show recap during Atia's like wavy dress scene. <laughs> that was a big highlight for me. I was so, I mean, the way that this episode was going, they could have spent like 20 minutes on set up and John Sue having a mother daughter conversation. Yeah. <laughs> like, you never like, know. Or like Mustafa and set up like having tea in Istanbul, not talking about any of this. Yeah, it's a huge <laughs> risk that we took. Hannah just rolls up at the last second, adds nothing, show ends. <laughs> could have happened, didn't it? It could have. So in the end, real life was like leaving behind your body and just dying. Or you mean like they're like little waterfall thing? They're like, oh, what when the this happens, it'll be the gateway to real life. They kept saying like Gerta Kayata the whole time. And that was like their goal this season. Maybe that means that I don't know. I don't I'm not convinced that the waterfall sequence is like in this timeline like I just feel like that might be them maybe that's them realize because they're like you know not quite they're not like other people like these three so maybe they're like they've self-actualized into a different plane of existence maybe which is like Garden of Eden waterfall with balloons <laughs> maybe maybe they all died in that sequence and they just didn't show us that would be really funny I mean anything could have happened honestly I don't think they all died and I feel like well I don't know I I I had assumed that they like went about their lives like aged etc in this timeline per usual and then like the waterfall thing was like also because they're like gods this is happening because there's a bajillion different timelines happening and this is like one of them is the heaven timeline (laughs) I have no idea. <laughs> okay. That's not what I got for it, but it's uh, open to interpretation. <laughs> Sophia yeah, thought they know. walked there, so. <laughs> yeah, there's clearly a lot of <laughs> the waterfall. Yeah. Well, it could it could be like the, the heaven, whatever, where they, leave, they yeah. left their bodies behind and now they're just dressed in nice pastel colors that would have gotten really dirty in a forest. <laughs> but when has Atia dressed practically this season? never but that was just a third timeline thing she used to dress normal before. i know she did um what do you think happened to umut and jansu they were left to be sad in that Marden monastery whatever a meteor hit both of them <laughs> maybe a meteor had set up just for sammy <laughs> Oy. Um. All right. Do we have anything else for this section? No. Make it end. <laughs> I'm glad you're enjoying it. I'm sure our listeners are too. <laughs> <laughs>
So now we're going to move on into our history section where we're going to talk about alternate realities where the series ended better. Um, maybe some <laughs> Life is full of possibilities, Sammy. <laughs> yeah, all the, all the possibilities that we would have liked to have seen instead of wasting 40 minutes of our lives watching this series finale today. So something like a big picture thing that occurred to me because I'm uh, re-listening to the binge mode Harry Potter podcast for like the 17th time uh, <laughs> is the important- hey, what podcast is that binge mode Harry Potter a lot of Harry Potter content so I want to get my Harry Potter oh, content. I'll send it to you it's literally the best thing in the whole world it's what I base this podcast off of what we base this podcast oh. off of Sammy admits to being the autocrat of this podcast <laughs> Take note, dear listeners <laughs> Yeah, I'll send it to you. It's the best. So what something that they talked about um, in an episode I listened to today was the importance of like a audience perspective character, like the character that's new to the world and that other characters have to explain stuff to them. Mm. And I feel like after the first season, we completely lost that because Atie was all knowing. became aware of everything. Yeah. Right. She didn't need anything explained to her. She knew everything. And then Aden also had an entire like internal dialogue going on that we were not like let in on. So mm-hmm. we didn't have anybody that people were explaining things to anybody who was asking questions about what was going on. And I think that that really hurt the second and third seasons of the show because yeah. we didn't have an in. We just had to kind of watch their faces and hope that we understood what was going on yeah because Adhan in season two wasn't aware of what was going on but he was also like supremely unhelpful and even antagonistic so right. it wasn't he wasn't like interested. he was looking right exactly he wasn't looking for the answers and then in season three he was like almost comically looking for the answers because he was like constantly in a library researching or like in Umut's store accosting her it, it, but like not getting to the answer not in an efficient way. And Atiyah and Adan would just know things by the time like he got anywhere with his research. So he could have been a vehicle because he's like clearly the less magical half of this whole dynamic duo. But yeah, he was either actively antagonistic or extremely dumb in his <laughs> approach. So yeah, that's yeah. a really good, that's a really good call out from uh the hp podcast i think for me like i've said a billion times i'll just say one last time like they just could not have successfully ended the show without explaining the um actual villains yeah we never got an actual villain yeah i mean even malek was malek as evil malek was a third season invention exactly super um the, the backstory was given to us with I mean, that very last part of her backstory was given to us with like 20 minutes to go, probably. Yeah. In the series finale. As she so was the- evil villain monologuing with guns pointed right. at them. Right. So it was just like, I have, feel no connection to her. Like for any good villain, the viewer should be able to relate on some level to like why that decision why their decisions that led them to being evil were made otherwise you've just got a caricature of evil um which is not you know you're like I couldn't really care less what you do but and with her that's how it was like I wasn't invested (laughs) I was just like whatever she's got a weird hairdo and is ruthless and evil and I don't really care what happens to her or what she does so yeah another waste of a good actor (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean and and I think I I cared about that less than you in that if the struggle against her side of the story had been working fine I would have been okay with her just being a one-dimensional villain but it didn't it made no sense yeah we neither got a compelling backstory for her that would make her three-dimensional nor uh like a I guess, an organizational backstory on the ultimate evil that would, you know, have ultimately helped her get away with being one-dimensional because then you could be like, oh, she's just a pawn, but look Mm -hmm. at this terrifying other evil behind her. We didn't get that either. So all we got was medic the pawn of some unknown force. (laughs) Deal with it. And also like, yeah, go ahead, Sophia. I was going to say like, they did make her like two-dimensional when relating to stuff such as like, 
her relationship with Ozan or like her relationship with Serdar. So like, it doesn't make sense that now she's one dimensional. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like they started to develop and then forgot and then they picked it back up with 20 minutes to go. Yeah, it was crazy. And also like, remember all the screens and the technology and Serdar's barbecue and the iPad and the, they even changed the language halfway through. Like, yeah. It's crazy. I mean, it just feels like no effort was put into it whatsoever. And I feel like that sometimes, like, I just started a new season of Erturul, and um, clearly they just, a new translator just started who has never watched the show because, like, they would literally put the wrong names in the subtitles for people and stuff. And it just feels like that. It feels like, did the writers for season three even watch season one? Like, I'm not sure. They could have not easily. Yeah. At that point, I'm like, I get it. Like if you're um, an actor, you're just, you know, your, your lane is to just like act what's written down, but like, Oh yeah. They didn't have a choice. I'm sure. Yeah. I just wonder like in their trailers or like amongst themselves, were they like, what? <laughs> when they were like, Atier, um, spread your arms out, holding that dress and then drop it. Yeah. Great job. Great job. We're done. <laughs> like she is, um, I would say like one of the top 10 most famous, you know, currently active actresses in Turkey and when well-respected and like, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you make her act like this? So stupid. So stupid. And I, I was telling Sammy before we were recording that the, the actor who plays Ozan, Metin Akdudget, I think his name, Metin Akdudget, he's also just like very well-trained. He's you know a theater actor kind of before all all others like I don't think he's on a, a tv drama currently I think he's very very selective about his projects so I'm sure he signed on to this after reading the first few scripts mm-hmm. from the first season which was a, a very I would still say it was a solid season yeah um but then like you know, he was locked in and probably had to keep keep going with this but he was just one of the main characters in the club which is another Uh, Netflix original Turkish language series and just like his performance and I would say not his performance because I think his performance in both shows were good but like that script does him so much more justice as an artist than this and again I'm just like offended for him that uh they did this to like his character and everyone else (laughs) but Sophia how do you think a better what, what, what are the ingredients for a better resolution to this show? I think, honestly, what ended up happening with the show was that it was too amb- ambitious. Like, it had too many storylines and that it never concluded successfully. Like, and they were kind of too d- separate from each other to make sense. So, like, the pregnancy thing with Gobekli Tepe. And then, like, we know that there's these purple things at Gobekli Tepe, but we never know what <laughs> Oh, my yeah. God, the purple wow. things. <laughs> Um, and then they show the crystals at some point, but like, we don't even know what they're for. And then Aden like has this horrible dreams, but we don't know really why she's the chosen one or like what the whole Adam and Eve thing has to do with anything else. So like, honestly, I think the show was like wrong from the start. Mm. Like the, everything was wrong to begin with. Like there was too much information, too many plot lines. So like it was impossible for it to have a satisfactory ending and I think that's why I was saying from like a a few episodes back or seasons back like there's no way that they can pull all of this together but I think definitely at least they should have resolved like what the hell like how did Malik get involved how is she alive in this timeline is she like an avatar of a person is she a real person like there's so many questions that like there wasn't even they weren't even addressed and then like why is Umut important like what do the protectors have to do with this like end of the world thing? Like we have no clue. Yeah. Why, why spend a couple hours on this Umut character in the last season when she was completely insignificant to the finale? Exactly. Exactly. Crazy. Another thing that I really care about from reading a lot of fantasy stories is like the system of magic and mm-hmm. it made completely zero sense in this show. Um, Atiye seemed to get less powerful as time went on. Her magic wasn't defined. Aden's yep. magic, world-ending magic was not defined. And at the end, 
all we learned knew about Atie's powers was that she could, if someone gave her permission, she could show them things that were already inside their brain. Like it was very disappointing because at the beginning, it's such a cool premise. Like when you told us the premise of the show, I was like, oh my God, Mm -hmm. that's really good idea and fun and nothing. Yeah. I mean, I I have to say, I think it's worth saying that I'm super glad that Netflix is doing Turkish language dramas (laughs) and we wholeheartedly support every project. We want to, we want to like give space to every show on our show. Um, and like very good job to all the cast and crew it's just like screenwriters were so disappointed <laughs> but and you know, you know like I think we've compared this show a lot to the protector and what I would say is like clearly the protector also did not necessarily have a clear plan of where it was going <laughs> and it completely went off the rails much like this show in the last season but it was still really fun and we had a lot of fun talking about how crazy it was and all the different characters and what the heck they were doing. And this show, I just felt really frustrated and also bored because it was just really, they spent a lot of time on things they didn't need to spend time on and they didn't advance any of the more interesting characters or plots. I think that's my main criticism. It was really boring. Like it was hard to watch. It was hard to pay attention. Like, that's just bad but the protector was similar towards the end I remember saying like I want to watch the next show yeah 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 that one too I like a lot not a lot more but I think it had maybe six or seven more episodes than this show did so it did yeah it did it had a full season more I think yeah I do think think it's hard with shows that are so much like trying to do arcs of a story over multiple seasons rather than like an episodic procedural kind of show or a show where every season is a new story but that's what they should have done kind of with Ati and that's what they tried to do but like unsuccessfully because like the whole pregnancy storyline was like a season two thing and then I don't know other shit was from other seasons but the thing is that they, they couldn't stick to one story like they couldn't edit they just did all the stories yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would, rec- I would still recommend season one and season two as a fun watch. I would definitely not recommend season three <laughs> as entertaining TV. It's just tough. Cause you're not going to have a satisfying watch of seasons one and two. Cause you're, you're, you're going to want to know what happens. And then like, you know, that season three isn't going to tie like, well, yeah, 75% a lot of the loose ends. <laughs> A lot of the seeds are planted in the first seasons and like you're expecting yeah. for there to be some sort of resolution. Like why are there several timelines and why is yeah. Gobekli Tepe so important? And why is Atiyah the chosen one, for example? One thing this and the protector did very, very, very well is show pretty images of Turkey. That's true. Res- respect. Good tourism. <laughs> Good tourism. Yes. <laughs> uh yeah although (laughs) i do think season three we spent a little bit too much time in a deserted wasteland desert situation yeah but very good for pandemic shooting if that's when they did it true (laughs) true very covid safe okay are we good for this this section yeah i think we just have a little bit more venom to spit (laughs) in uh, the wtf okay great (laughs) (laughs) on into our favorite and final section which is what the fuck Salston of success and fatma's hit list is there even any point in doing wtf I, okay let me do this let me say this let's okay. do wtf but focusing on like not major plot points because i feel like we've yeah, already, yeah, yeah. like done that yeah. so like small details for example wtf at those cargo shorts adhan was wearing in one of the first scenes <laughs> cargo shorts i missed those sorry cargo pants they weren't shorts they were full pants they were atrocious oh my gosh that's his archaeology outfit i guess maybe yeah (laughs) 
I will say WTF to the pirate shirt outfit combination. Well, the, they're three outfits in a forest, in a waterfall. With a First, like, what if they slip? Like, those shoes are not very good for, like, grip. <laughs> those, like, very yeah. stones. And two, like, they would have gotten really dirty on the way to the waterfall. So that's a big WTF for me. Okay, I have a, I have a good petty WTF. WTF to poor Auden having to wear dresses and her hair down 24-7, even when she's like camping in the desert or destroying the world. Like get that girl ponytail, (laughs) get her some pants. Like she needs some more practical outfits for the shit. Yes. She did have overalls in one of the episodes. Did she? But they were still blue. (laughs) And she always has those. She wore matching outfits with that bunny, but that also has like a blue dress that (laughs) Ozan gave her. Yeah, I guess like a broader what the fuck to Atie, like only wearing long skirts this entire season. Yeah. Well, and WTF to Melik for like not dying through a lot of shit, like through Serdar killing her or whatever. Like she revived and then she just hit her head on a rock. rock. (laughs) It's because Erhan is such a powerful hero that he took her out. Yeah. That and also like why like that way to end the world is very weird. Like just have a 10-year-old girl like agree to the end of the world and then the world will end. Simply decide that the apocalypse will start. (laughs) But only once she got in her magical stone slab thing. And only once um, like all the stars aligned perfectly like once every 1700 years. (laughs) Okay, so yeah, sorry, go ahead. It. No, go ahead. Um, something they showed in the happy speech montage at the end was Erhan sitting in front of his dumbass clay hammers. Did those ever oh. come into play? No. He like found, didn't he find like a note in one of them? Oh, yeah. yeah that yeah, was yeah, it yeah, though. Yeah. You're right. You're right. That's what it was. Um, I was going to say WTF at. Um, Umut rushing to the monastery to tell Erhan and Atiyah that a weird woman visited her, but that, that visit happened like at least 10 hours before. <laughs> and like they had had another conversation before then where she didn't bring that up at all. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, that literally didn't matter at all. Like, of course, she was taking her to Gobekli Tepe. Like, why would that information yeah. change anything? Yeah. Like I know almost you just wanted a, another scene um, in this episode, but you really didn't need to happen. <laughs> we didn't need you. WTF to Atie's parenting skills, like always, but especially when she let her like caress her dead father's corpse for like five minutes without interfering. That it took was them, messed up. It took them a long time, them being her and Adhan, to like go down one flight of stairs from the roof to yeah. the courtyard. Yeah. <laughs> well, and also like get that body out of there. Like everyone seems yeah. to want to hug it, and like it's really creepy. <laughs> yeah, like you're like you're just leaving Johnson with an actual murder victim. Like, where's what? the police? <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Salted of success. Nobody. <laughs> I refuse. Yeah, nobody. I refuse. I agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> really terrible episode. Oh, you guys are great. Okay. And everyone um, is on Fatma's hit list. <laughs> <laughs> we proclaim the apocalypse <laughs> via Fatma. Oh, man. That would be great, actually. <laughs> if Abed had lied down on the slab and then Fatma had come out with her broom, her broken broom handle and been like, who do you want me to go? <laughs> so like, I'm just going to, don't mind me, I'm just going to impale like 7 billion people. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay, well, I feel better now that I've purged myself from this. Yeah, I really feel like a whole dark cloud of venom has been lifted from over Oh, me. man. I just need to watch another show to cleanse my palate from this <laughs> Well, thank you all so much for listening to this diatribe. Um, congratulations to nobody for being our Sultan of Success. Uh, watch out to everyone involved with this television show for Fatima coming after you because 
she's coming after everybody who's ever worked on ATA. So good luck. <laughs> Next time we'll be let's, talking. Let's, let, let's revise that to say uh, the characters of the show. We don't want to, we don't want to, again, the poor crew. They just had to be there to make money. <laughs> okay. I feel bad for them. Fonta <laughs> is coming after every single character in this show, <laughs> including but not limited to ATA, Erhan, Aden, Umut. John Sue and every, oh it's especially set up especially, most especially <laughs> um thank you all so much for listening and next time we'll be talking about love 101 season two episode one so please stick with us for that I think it'll be a lot of fun <laughs> <laughs>